Welcome to Thriving Perspectives, and thank you for taking a moment in your day to join us, hear our stories, and discover new ways to embrace thriving. I am Terry Dubroy, founder and executive director of Thrive Enabling Potential, and in today's episode, I'm joined again by my colleague Tony Cox to share some of our stories and things we have learned as leaders in outdoor adventure and team building, as well as what we are most excited about and looking forward to doing in the future. Welcome back, Tony. It's great to have you here for another episode of Thriving Perspectives. Yeah, it's great to be here again this week. So nice uh, to continue the conversation. While I was out for a hike before this podcast, I couldn't help but feel grateful for this awesome new chapter with Thriving Perspectives and reflect upon the cool stuff we've been able to achieve together. Absolutely, right? Buddy, as much as I'd like to say, we could easily captivate an audience by telling interesting stories during a keen order, running an engaging communication building activity at a corporate head office. You know, I think we'd easily agree that we are most proud of the work that we do in Thrive Enabling Potential and how we provide extraordinary experiences for people in awe-inspiring environments where they get to learn more about themselves, the people they're with, and to foster greater appreciation and a connection to the natural world. Yes. Time and time again, we've received positive feedback from our participants, but how a simple shift from their normal or city-type environment to a more immersive experience in nature helps to trigger profound transformations in themselves and as a collective group. Yeah, we know for sure, after having done this for a super long time, you and I, uh, and our team, that the, the real magic happens when we're able to leave the context that we're familiar with, right? So when we're able to escape the confines of the office or the building that we occupy, whatever that looks like for us, and are able to kind of relocate to a novel setting, really remarkable things happen. And that's by design. You and I both know that that's an important part of the experience is to allow people to step out of their everyday circumstances and settings and surroundings and to be able to disconnect really intentionally from the busyness and the noise of the other things that are going on in life so that they can focus on some really incredible new things. And that reinvention most powerfully happens when you step into that novel, unique setting. And so we're really, really good at creating through our shared work those mindfully engineered pattern interrupts that help to kind of get people out of their ruts, invite people into some places where they can stand and look at themselves and glimpse aspects of their greatness, right? So it's really exciting for us whenever we get to use uh, the natural world as a teaching partner Mm. and to be able to bring in those elements that we know add incredible value. to people's experiences yeah we we really enjoy using the metaphor of shifting gears and finding that way to just make something change make something happen you know to make something ordinary to the extraordinary involves those type of things yeah it can't be more of the same no and you know we were looking through some photos not too long ago where uh some of the favorites of ours over the years and the thing that strikes me about so many of the best photographs that are my favorites is that they're often pictures of people looking mm-hmm. at a beautiful sunset or something like that. And it's not even so much the sunset that captures you. It's 
the look of awe on the people's yeah. faces that you can't even see. You can perceive it through the backs of their heads. Their bodies are captured by wonder. Yeah. yeah, I can't say I feel like I'm leeching from the experience, but being there and seeing that is worth so much. Yes. You know, where the eyes open up and, you know, it, it's almost like, it's like hearing someone taking a, a deeper breath, mm-hmm. maybe a fuller breath could be the way to look at that. You yeah. know, I think that's a big part of our role as facilitators and the experiences that we weave is that we hold space for people in beautiful spaces. Mm-hmm. And so when we put people in front of um, things of wonder, it captivates people's attention. And in doing so, people inadvertently start to disconnect some of those threads that are kind of tugging at their awareness from back in the world outside of that activity experience or event. Yeah. And that's a part of what we often say about doing your work. And these are not things that happen instantly. You know, we would never tell someone the moment you step into this experience will be life changing. Right. That's just cuckoo. Right. That's just not how those things work. Well, no, and it suggests it. anyone who tells you that uh, is working from a place of big ego, right? Because it sounds like they're, they're kind of weaving some kind of magic that um, you're not a participant right. in. And I think a big thing that differentiates about how we go about our work is understanding that people who are participants or travelers on our experiences uh, are co-creators of those experiences. Yeah. And that those transformative moments sometimes happen at the moments that you think they will, you know, uh, on a mountaintop, Mm -hmm. uh, in front of a beautiful sunset. Sometimes it happens when people are, you know, uh, packing their tent away in the morning or doing dishes or, you know, in the sip of their morning coffee. That's right. Those quiet moments that are unexpected and even more powerful. Right. Yeah. And I think it really is about giving opportunities to take place to leave behind the things that may not necessarily be working well for yourself or even your team. It could be something as simple as your cell phone or perhaps just leaving whatever that noise might be going on in the background of your life and to leave that there and to move forward into a place where you can be in a better place of learning, Mm -hmm. a better place of acceptance, not just of yourself though, but also about other people. And that's perhaps... The, the power of place and the power of nature, how it works is such an interesting equalizer for all people. That's right. It just yeah, really changes the makeup of a lot of dynamics that are taking place socially or otherwise. Yeah. Because when we're beholden and a part of the natural rhythm that mother nature has for us, that those are the things that you need to work with. You know, and that's where your ego can really get in the way while you're there. That's right. It's so essential. And for all the people on our teams that we purposely look for people that have done their own kind of work Work. over the years so that they're coming to uh, these experiences with uh, teams and groups in a way that's humble and in a way that is inviting and inclusive and that works with people from a place of strength. Yeah. Right. And helps people to uncover more about the things that they're really good at. And when we're working with teams, we do the same thing. But we also help people to hone in on those things that could be even greater. Mm-hmm. Right? As uh, So I, I really liked what you said earlier just about 
um, kind of helping people to kind of really step inside that experience. And I mean, we talked about this earlier, that idea that these are customized experiences that we create for people. And so we don't have, we have a roadmap certainly of things that are important. Um, but we also know when it's time to abandon the plan and to really pay attention to who are the people that are in the room right yeah. now? When the needs of the here and now. For yeah. Sure. What are the things that are happening for mm-hmm. people? What are the things people are learning? What are the things people are struggling with? But we definitely didn't start there. No, Honestly, like, for sure. you know, because I, sure. I can think back, you know, even, even a decade and a half ago of just feeling like, no, this is so important to do. Right. This is what it's suggesting. Right. That this is the prognosis for how these things are to unfold. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. So there's a level of um, kind of impact that comes from finding a good rhythm, a good sequencing of activities, as we like to say, and to find an order of operation that makes right. sense for people's unfolding and unpacking. And over the years, as we've become more um, skilled with facilitation and have had lots of great mentoring from other people in our world, um, you know, it's created more of a comfort with being able to be spontaneous and to really listen and notice the things that are happening. Right. I, I to trust, honestly, like I, I can't yeah. help but think about that because that's a part of that flexibility is that trusting. And, and a part of that is the knowing on where to go. Yeah. You know, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the teams we've put together and been able to train folk who are able to know the place in which they're standing. Mm-hmm. Right. How, and how important that is. Right. From a vibrational sense as well is where, what am I seeing? What's underneath me? And then I'm, how am I working with what I'm working with? Yeah. And there really is an order of operations. And, and I think perhaps it's the time that you give yourself to trusting those things and allowing for those things to unfold by providing the necessary tools that you bring your, your toolbox with you but you got to use different tools for different things, depending on the time and, and how those things uh, work themselves out. Yeah. And I think one of the great things, because you and I both work uh, through metaphor a lot, and uh, it's a really interesting way of working with groups because it allows people to interpret that metaphor in ways that serve them individually. So sometimes we're talking in a room and you see a bunch of people nodding their heads. And then when we talk later and have a little bit of a debrief or a process, kind of people's experiences out loud, all those people that were nodding their heads all received different kind of information, learning, uh, kind of gifts from the things that they participated in. And it was all different, but uh, it, it all came from one metaphor, right? So I think because we primarily take people on journeys of sorts, you know, whether that's an expedition in the backcountry or uh, a nature-based retreat where we're adjacent to the natural world and working outside at times, we talk a lot about the metaphor of a journey. And so when we're doing navigation with people, it's very much like you said about where are you on the map right now? Where are you trying to move to? And what is the terrain that lies between here and there? But how is that any different than working on leadership skills development with teams? It sounds the exact same thing to me. Yeah. So 
here's one of the things, and you and I have talked about this a lot, um, that idea. Certainly, you know, we have uh, people that will call and say, you know, can you come to our place of work and do some work with our team? And certainly we can, and certainly we have. Mm -hmm. One of the things we know, though, is that the value that we can create for people when you step outside the office, step outside the boardroom, step outside your place of work, we know that the value and the outcomes goes infinitely up. Mm -hmm. And so when we add uh, a nature-based environment to the mix, then things exponentially unfold. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy uh, the experiences that we've had in our past as it relates to some of the conferences or the retreat work that we've done and to make sure that we're building in that inside outside time. I just know how important that is. There's so many occasions that we've had where we have started by somewhere beautiful, like a lake Mm -hmm. or, you know, adjacent to a beautiful forest or our first experience experience, and be able to have that as an opener and just to actually start to work on having everyone kind of be where they need to be in that place, right? And and slow down, down, to (laughs) slow down, right? And that's where the great things happen is when you slow things down. Mm -hmm. I I think the, well, I know that the greatest expanse of ideas occur in that state where you're not as stressed, you're providing the ingredients for what you need for finding that success and giving your chance to, to breathe and to allow for that process to exist a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we can see this through uh, COVID that we've got to give ourselves, I don't even want to say the ability or the chance. It's just because I want to, I'll just say it directly. The opportunity was there to recalibrate what it is that we're doing within mm-hmm. ourselves. We were afforded that time to be able to do that. And so I don't want to make a... Yeah, you're right. But some, some things, some things you're right, shifted in some ways are like, oh, okay, wow, okay. So that allowed us to skip some steps and get some processes down the road and some other things just went right back to normal as soon as, right. you know, restrictions were lifted and things like that. So you're right, there was this almost like the a volleyball being yeah. set at the net and it's hanging right in the air, ready to Which be smashed me. into right. the sand yeah. and, you know, watching that ball kind of come down in front of the net again. Right. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I think there were some, some things that happened that were a bit on the bold side as far as people's innovations and some things that were missed opportunities. Right? I think so. And I, and I think there's the, that, that chance for people and for many who reconnected with the outdoors. Yes. And uh, so both of us were proponents of that, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, it became profoundly difficult yes. uh, at times. And I know it'd be different depending on the geographic location of our listener. Right. Yes. But I think we can all say that it was tough at times to make those things work. But on our own, though, we were able to do some neat things outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad for that in many respects. I'm glad that they could glean what what that could be like. And, and I do know that uh, my hope for those who are listening is that they continue to do those things. And really, that's what this podcast episode is really about. Yeah. 
is how it is that we thrive for, through these environments and how we can make good, meaningful, profound change as individuals or as a part of a team or so on. Yeah. I think it's the part that doesn't get old for me, you know, being able to be present for people as they, you know, witness some really amazing things about themselves. It's a really cool thing about being a facilitator is that you get to witness some pretty amazing moments of courage as people bump up against things that are really unfamiliar to them mm-hmm. or things that make them a bit nervous or, um, you know, sometimes even for people just speaking up in a group and sharing some, some thoughts about what is occurring to them after doing an activity can be really anxiety provoking. And we've had people who have at the completion of, you know, an experience sometimes saying, if you had told me three days ago that by the end I would be able to sit in this circle and kind of tell some people some really cool things based on my own experience of an activity that we did, I would have found that really hard to believe. Yeah. And it's neat to see those kind of shifts that happen so quickly for sure when, you know, the environment is right and that space is held in a good way for people. Yeah. And I, I think when people arrive, they're arriving not the same, you know, some are ready for the, an experience and some are not. Mm-hmm. So I think about one of the, one piece of work that we did this summer, uh, for a, for a team development or leadership development was how all over the board everyone was. And even about what they thought they were going to experience as it related to this leadership development part, they're already a formed team. They already have their roles, obligations, everything in place, the hierarchical parts to how all of that is. And the question was, was why am I here and what am I doing? And even though, you know, some of that stuff was communicated communicated well in advance. People interpret those things in different ways, right? Right. So I, I just really enjoy it when they're showing up really unsure of those things. And in a way, I, I, I... really enjoy working with a room to find some calibration together, you know, through the various activities that we did that day. And in fact, what we tend to do and working through those transitions from, you know, what some of those initiatives are and really to have people a little bit more in the same place together. Yes. And it takes time. Right. And I really enjoy that, you Mm -hmm. know, me too. And, uh, I think one of the successes for that that we've found is one, we've got to find a little bit of comfort with the outdoors, right? We've got to know how we can interact and work with it and f- find some comfort there, right? So we feel more willing, feel feel more willing to do that. But they also have to feel a little bit more willing within themselves, mm-hmm. just simply to be able to talk a little bit more about themselves. Because even though they have a, they're kind of a together team already. And they know, like I said, they know these things in place, but do they really know each other? Do mm-hmm. they actually know anything that's interesting uh, about each other? Beyond the work bandwidth, right? Right. So sometimes people, we know a facet of people in their, the expression of their work selves. And sometimes we're really surprised to learn some really interesting kind of things that seem, you know, that are often unveiled in the first 12 minutes when we play an opening kind of activity. Yeah. And people look at kind of in wonderment at their colleagues around the circle and go, really? You, you've you been to that place in the world? Or, you know, that's something that you've done? Or, you know, 
wow, I didn't know you've had that kind of experience. And so it's uh, pulling back those layers and helping people to get connected in a deeper way with each other and, and acquainted in a more meaningful way is where, because let's face it, leadership is all about relationships. Yeah, it is. And so if our relationships are only on a very narrow band at work, then that's kind of what we get, right? So when we make those more multifaceted and people get more acquainted and we have that feeling of we're all human beings doing our best here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just really changes the things that are possible. I agree. And it really is about not staying on the, staying in the shallow end of the pool. It's, you know, it's working, yeah. working in the deeper end of the pool and mm-hmm. having those things happen and getting to know people and getting to know people just fosters a greater culture for your, for your environment, for that particular moment that they're with us and it really just tends to transcend back at work as well yeah yeah it's a huge important piece to leadership as it relates to people wanting to follow leaders that they respect that inspire them um, that they have connection with and that connection doesn't mean that you have to be hanging out at the cottage on the weekend It, it means that you have created enough of an authentic connection with other people that they feel recognized and acknowledged and appreciated and all those things that generally are not done super well by folks in kind of positions of leadership. True. And, um, you know, when you come across, it's, it's sad that it's more the exception than the rule. And I think it's something we speak a lot with groups about. We spend a lot of time, um, kind of integrating practices of gratitude and being able to shift our mindset so that we can notice exceptional things and things of beauty and uh, people's good work and goodness that's around us. And we all are wealthier when we're able to shift our thinking in that direction. You know, I was very blessed in my kind of early 20s to have done some work overseas during the war in Bosnia and it truly shaped my framework for gratitude, you know, working with folks that are involved in refugee communities was something that forever changed my perception of wealth and my perception of, you know, what you need to be okay. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and in doing so it's, it's a powerful reset. And so there are so many things like that, that we have frameworks that could be challenged and could be reinvented somewhat or discarded or upgraded. And I think those are conversations we often have with people just around, you know, what are the things you'd like to see get better in your life and what's already there that's great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just don't appreciate, we gloss over, yeah, I've got that great thing and that great thing, but you know, I'd like more great things as opposed to really taking stock, taking inventory of, wow, I've got a lot of great things going on in my life for me to feel super grateful for. Yeah. And those other things, yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to chase some of those things and, you know, bring other good things into my life and good connections with other people and passion driven kind of pursuits. And, but uh, yeah, it starts with being able to acknowledge that those beautiful things are there. Otherwise you're just constantly chasing. That's right. And it feels never ending and a thirst you never really quench. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How do you go wrong with gratitude? You know, it's just so affirming and it's, 
it feels so good to do, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not something that's common practice. I, I just feel that some folk need a little bit of gentle guidance about how that works too. It's kind of silly to say, but I know over the last 30 years that I've showed people how to clap <laughs> after like a really simple, you know, basic activity and how to celebrate together. Celebrate other people, right? right? It's just like, it's one of my favorite things yeah. that you do, right? Left it's like, hand, right hand, go towards each other, make a sound and repeat, right? Acknowledge but, other people's uh, efforts. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, but again, though, it's what's being fostered, you know, and how are those things cultivated and how do they, you know, how do they keep going? And I just know though that, that working in that place, you know, and being able to help folk to realize that because it's so two ways, right? Mm-hmm. We know that's the receiving part that can be tough yeah. and the giving part to that. And really that relates to nature-based activities as well. Mm-hmm. And appreciating um, uh, being immersive in your experience and finding mindful ways in which you can go about the work that you're doing, yeah. right? with yourself, with the other people that are around you or wherever it is that you are to make the most of that time together and leave your cell phones at home yeah. or at least to have them shut off for a bit too. That's right. Yeah. Cause it's interesting to watch, right? We've, uh, we've run retreats where people are on call for a particular reason. And so they need to stay connected and, but we have interesting conversations with people, right? So they'll be in a certain kind of mind, mind state and then go dip into check emails to see how things are going and whether anything's required Oof. of them. And yeah, it just, it's a bottom out kind of, you know, that, uh, that uh, progress sometimes bleeds out the bottom of the tank, right? And so, you know, having an opportunity and giving your team permission to disconnect yeah. and to have a rest and to pause and to be playful together and engage in sometimes some really great strategic thinking in some ways that are unusual and provocative, um, but in a way that's playful and not intense always. And so we know that's where human creativity emerges best is when we're not always taking ourselves so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. My goodness, do I ever like to have a good laugh, right? And to laugh and feel good about doing that in front of other people too. And that just comes back to the framing and the setup and early on and feeling comfortable with other people, feeling comfortable with yourself and being a little bit more playful, but not silly. There's mm-hmm. a big difference between the two. Yeah. Right? Not being goofy, not but being goofy, just uh, yeah. playful and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, being open to uh, letting some of that, uh, the burden of seriousness right. kind of erode a little bit right. for a little while. You know, I, I am super thankful with the messaging that you and I and our team have put out when working with other people is the importance of some of those things, almost like pillars. Mm-hmm. Be present in the moment. Be mindful of the experience that you're in. Look towards the authentic of things. Make a difference in the time that you have. Mm-hmm. Work towards things. Find positive solutions. Reach desired outcomes together. This is all starting to sound like leadership to me. Right. Right. And that's how those things frame themselves out. It's just a part of those things too. And, and creating those things, you know, I, I can't help but think of, um, some of the places that we've been to, you know, and, uh, do you have a favorite or two that you, that are standouts for you? I do for sure. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Um, for me, if you were to ask about a locale that sticks out for me in Ontario, 
one of the places I love, and I know you love as well, is Killarney Provincial Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've yeah, done that's uh, the Lacloche Mountains. The Lacloche Mountains. Yes, right? folks, we do have we <laughs> UBC folk. Or wherever else you... Yes, we do have our mountains. They're just smaller, okay? They're just smaller than yours. Yeah. So we still got to work for it to get to the top. Be kind. That's right. So, yeah. So it, it's a it's a beautiful, super ancient mountain range that's just been really eroded over time. Uh, quartzite cliffs and just starkly beautiful. And so we do some uh, metaphorical activities uh, that surround our hike and our summit experience. And we often are very mindful about the process of our walk. And sometimes people are walking with an idea in mind that they're carrying with them as they go. And as we approach the summit, we wait for everybody to be arriving at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so we wait for each other and we wait for each other and we catch up and then we go some more. And as we're approaching the top, we just wait till everybody's like right together so we can step out past the last kind of cover of tree line and out onto the precipice that looks out over a 360 degree aerial view. Georgian Bay one way, yeah. you, you just see the ridge lines going right yeah. from uh, east to west. Horizon to horizon to horizon. And it's in the words of our own participants, some of the most stunning things that they've seen in Ontario. Yeah. And so it's, it's a beautiful place for people to unfold and really great that we can experience our journeys by canoe there. Uh, we can create a base camp and we can do a summit experience day, come back down and have a celebration, beautiful food. Mm-hmm. And for us to really recapture some of the experiences for people as they've worked towards increasing their resilience throughout the week and the conversations that have been really rich and finding ways in which you thrive, mm-hmm. right? What are the set of circumstances that perhaps you need to overcome and find what's needed to allow for yourself to thrive or the group to thrive, right? Mm-hmm. And really, I, yes, I love that trip for its metaphorical parts too, as it relates to who you are as a person in your team. You know, it's the preparation for things and as you were and, and getting to where you need to be. And as you're working your way up, making the check-ins and communicating and finding ways to do that together. Right. And, you know, you're, it's, it sounds cliche, but you're only as strong as some of the weakest parts of things. And it's okay to bring those along too. And, and there's a lot there. That's a part of that, that, that allows for resiliency, um, to be cultivated and to adapt to things and be open to change. And, you know, now I'm seeing these things like someone would know it at the time. I should maybe back the bus up on that a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> be- be- because because those are the things that tend to happen after trip. And those are the things that, that we help to unpack too, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is that metaphorical, met- uh, metaphorical, um, Metamorphosis? Metamorphosis. <laughs> Can't see the metamorphosis for the trees? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I need uh, I need a snack bar right now. <laughs> eh? and always, um, so it, it is that unpacking of those things and the efforts of working your way through that really allows you to grow yeah. and develop and, you know, sometimes work through some adversity in the process of doing that. So, yeah. 
how, how about you? What's what's one of the uh, kind of locales that sticks out for you, well, or magical places to work or bring hmm. people? Hmm. There's there's a few. Uh, sometimes it's tough for me because I'm, I I love my seasons too, and 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 it'll I'll make it slightly different. So sure. so I'll say um, working with some retreat centers in around uh, national parks mm, or provincial mm -hmm. parks. And there's quite a few. Um, I'll go with a recent one. I'll go with one uh, just outside of Algonquin Park in the north, almost uh, uh, northwest side of Algonquin Park. Yeah. And uh, working with participants. And for me, uh, there's a bit of emotional connect to that too. Be, you know, watching that bus pull up, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and folks hop off the bus and they could be coming from lots of different places, mm -hmm, you yeah. know, uh, provincial, out of province, right? Up from the States, whatever. Anyways, and then taking the coach bus up and just watching their eyes as they come off the bus and just immediately checking out their surroundings. And I it's think like, you, where are I, we? <laughs> I think we've done a really good job at knowing that those moments when you get off the bus are actually really important too. Yes. Right. Where you're instantly in a, Oh, this is an interesting place. Yes. Right. Which is a complete deviation, perhaps even from seasoned outdoor people too. Yeah. Right. Where that intrigue is there, yes. where that captivation begins immediately and to then immerse them into an experience that lasts. Well, they tend to be about three days in nature, mm -hmm. sometimes shorter, sometimes longer, but we'll say three days for this conversation. Yeah. And well, that was the last one as well. But the, seeing that transformational part and bringing people outside and doing lots of dynamic activities with them in the elements and uh, this particular trip, they were great. It was really nice, uh, good weather and uh, not very buggy and just founding lots of success and wonderment and doing things just not in the normal. Yeah. So I guess yeah. for me, it's that, that kind of place, that place where a lot of those similar things can happen. You yes. Know? I agree with you. And I think it's one of those uh, amazing mediums because, you know, people can sleep on a comfy bed at night and yet we're outside and we're active and close to nature. We can be out in whatever kind of weather um, you know, sometimes people forget that it's, it's okay to beautiful things happen in the rain sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And we see some of the most incredible things with wildlife out there when, uh, there's a little bit of drizzle happening. Um, and then to be nurtured by really incredible food, you and I both love to cook mm. and we've got a circle of people around us that makes really great and memorable food, which is such a big part about human celebrations. Oh yeah. Right. And so we like to throw down when that happens. Mm. And, um, uh, but I think, you know, some of those elements like time spent by the fire can't be understated. Right. You know, sometimes th those are key moments for people. How many times have we had young people up by a fire who are from the city, right? From Toronto, from Brampton, from wherever, or adults too, folks that are newcomers to Canada mm -hmm. who haven't spent a lot of time, you know, in our Northern places. And, you know, you, say, you, you look around the fire and you hear some whisperings from people and you say... Put up your hand if this is the first campfire you've ever had and seeing hands go up and you're like, on the one hand, really astonished, but in other ways, really honored that, you know, you get to be there for their, you know, first kind of experience of fire under the stars. Do you remember that young guy? 
um, that the one night uh, he it was getting dark and he's off by himself sitting under the tree yeah. by the waterfront. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So the thing that really sticks out for me about that was just that my my head went instantly to um, maybe something's wrong that he's 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 a bit withdrawn from the group. It's bedtime. Everybody else is kind of moving towards uh, the mm-hmm. lodge and, and heading into bed. And he's sitting under the tree and maybe something's on his mind. So I remember going down and asking him, you know, everything okay? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah. Tony, I just would love a few more minutes just to sit and look at the stars. Yeah. And just that reminder of, you know, for sure, we, we love those things, you mm-hmm. and I. But remembering what it's like for people to see that truly for the first time. And if you've grown up in the city, perhaps you've never really seen the stars as they are. And, uh, I can remember the funniest thing he said, the soundbite at the end where, you know, he looks up and he goes, yeah, they're so amazing. There's dozens of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's just, it's like, yeah, "Yeah, there's more than four. There's more than four. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I was happy with, and yeah, I'm glad you can see dozens and, uh, take your time. Enjoy. Soak it up. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, some of those ingredients are potent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's all a part of it. That's for sure. Yeah. So you know, and you, we can find these things in so many different places. And uh, I just love the idea that uh, you and I get to often bring people to do things differently for the first time, and you know, almost give themselves a chance to really breathe deeply and be a part of things and yeah. soak in what's there and and. Um, maybe even change some outlooks about what their connections might be to, to the outdoors, yeah. you know, to, to nature and how we immerse ourselves and really why we're a part of that. Yeah. And the connections that we have are so rich and so deep, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the really amazing elements is that we've been in this industry for a long time. And so we've been around a lot of different operations and operators and, we know that there's some team building that's happening out in the world that is not really great. (laughs) And so sometimes people have had bad experiences of team building or have, you know, negative baggage that they're bringing to an experience wondering, is this going to be like that? And so I know that you and I are are big fans of kind of talking about that head on in our kind of uh, beginnings and to create experiences that speak for themselves right out of the gate Mm -hmm. so that people go, Oh, this is not what I was expecting. You know, this is not like that other thing I did that was so corny or cheesy that time. This is really gripping. This Mm -hmm. is really got some compelling elements to it and it's beautiful and I'm enjoying myself and I'm relaxed and it's just really cool here. And that's what we really strive for. Right. And usually people from about 20 minutes in, you can see them relax and go, this is going to be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where people feel like they're more open to receiving the fun learning that they're going to be a part of. And also to see the twists that are a part of that too. Mm -hmm. That metaphorical part. I trust in that. And it's taken a long time to be able to work from that place of metaphors because everyone... You know, you can bring someone to the water, they're going to drink it differently, they're going to look at it differently, be in it, and so on, differently. Mm -hmm. So it's to know that that's how that works. And it's to find the right set 
of activities to do with people. So they can arrive at things on their own, but in the end, they're achieving such similar things mm-hmm. too. And to impact, to impact that as well. Yeah. Right. And to give gratitude to that and to give thanks to it. And, you know, we're no spring chickens either. And I think that has something to do with that too. I think there's uh, perhaps a little bit more of a willingness with folk who are not working. You know, we're even on trips still. Yeah. We're, we're still actively leading actively, expeditions. Right? right. And uh, I, I wouldn't want that any different. Mike, my canoe's getting lighter, right? <laughs> and sure. perhaps some of the other things that I'm doing have changed, no doubt. Yes. Certainly working a lot smarter about how I operate, yeah. right? Yeah. But ultimately, that's what drives us yeah. and why we love being able to share that gift, the, the spark that we have, and that excites us about being in these wild places, right? In I, different yeah. locations around the world, it's so exciting to be a part of those things and it to do is. something, to do something new. Yeah. Right. And we, 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 we have that same wish for our children, don't we? We sure do. So, yeah. so that, that, that translates into other things and, you know, and to, to know that what I would like other people to have is what I would like too, you know, and that really is important that that happens, yeah. you know, to create the set of circumstances for great things to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're so right. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know. I think one of the things that separates us and makes our work really unique is that, first of all, we've done our own work over the years to really kind of hone our craft and to continue our learning constantly. And the, this podcasting is a really great example of that. We're throwing ourselves into a medium that's brand new for us, a brand new way of storytelling mm. to be able to get our thoughts and ideas and messages uh, out in a way, uh, in a time in our world that those things are really needed for us to be a wider community and to share, uh, kind of things that will help us as human beings to kind of make greater positive impacts in our world. Right. So, yeah, I think it's, it's always so exciting. It, it doesn't get old. You know, people often ask us, you know, do you ever get tired of working with groups? Are we annoying to be with? Or, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's so funny, right? Because, uh, no, like we, we love what we do and, yeah. and same thing for us, you know, uh, eight minutes in maybe is the thing for us. We're eight minutes in and we're already yeah. on fire and we're having mm-hmm. a great time and really, um, kind of just letting things unfold from a place of passion. So. It's, it's a real blessing to be yeah. able to do work that inspires you. And certainly if it can inspire other people too, then wow, that's just, that's a real bonus. Right. Well, if you, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, I wish you could see my smile folks, because it brings such great pleasure to me and to Tony, the folks we work with and our team, right. That we're able to do and immerse ourselves and the experiences that we would like for ourselves too. Yeah. Right. When we are preparing for things, sometimes it's tedious and that's not a part of what the clients have to do. Yes. There are things that they would need to have in place. Right. Even if it's for a uh, retreat or a backcountry experience, Mm -hmm. right. They have some preparing to do, but we take care of an awful lot just to allow for people shifting, you know, and, and relating to comfort zones and how we, you know, we're not in a panic zone and we can 
you know, work on where that learning can take place and people can feel a part of that the whole way. And, mm-hmm. and I think we really take pride in that. Yeah. And have some ownership. Of that. Right. Yeah. And uh, to provide some of that, but it's to be providing really great instructions and providing good equipment to allow for things, mm-hmm. allow for those things to happen. Yeah. Nurturing food and experienced facilitators and guides and yeah. just to allow people to, like you said, get personally ready, but to show up and have everything else ready to go. Right. Right. And just to be able to step into a great, safe, well-conceived adventure. Yeah. I don't know if any canoe trip's been a normal trip, right? They're sure. just all really... Journey, journeys are journeys. Journeys right? are journeys. And that's right? the beauty of them. Yeah. You know, we talk so often about how, you know, groups get the weather that they need. Mm-hmm. And it helps for learnings within that group to emerge. And, you know, sometimes groups get like bluebird skies all the way through and sometimes there's a little rain along the way and that rain sometimes is instrumental Mm -hmm. to helping people rise to the occasion and and there's a lot of beauty in the rain there is right and so most people when it's raining just go inside and they miss the show yeah right lots of people don't know like you and i talk about a lot that rain bounces off the lake it does (laughs) it falls from so far hits the lake and doesn't go right in it bounces back up off the water and you know, some people will never see that in their life because they're tucked away inside and not willing to step out of one experience of, you know, comfort into somewhere a little bit more extraordinary yeah. that you have to work a little bit harder for, Yeah, you know, to get you to where you need to be. Yeah. Inside on a rainy day, you might miss a moose swimming across the lake. You might yeah. miss the otters playing. Yeah. You might miss an eagle coming down and grabbing a bird or a, uh, a fish out of the water. Yeah. Right after the rain is cleared up, there's lots of things that just are so stunning that we've been able to bear witness to. Yeah, I think one of the uh, magical parts for me, though, again, and we have touched on it for sure a few times, is just how people light themselves up through the understanding of new things where they have arrived at something where like, oh, that is really good. And that's something I can incorporate and use and and uh, use for other things and just have it uh, transcend beyond even that experience. And a part of that is even just mastery of paddling mm-hmm. and going right. straight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, you know, okay. So Tony and I, I don't even, I don't even have to ask him to know exactly <laughs> the thoughts that he had about sometimes there's a little bit of bumper boats at the beginning and you kind of get things sorted out. And sometimes there's a little bit of spinning out cause you don't know how to go. Sh- but that's just a part of the We're doing donuts in the parking right? lot. <laughs> donuts in the parking lot, right? <laughs> just trying to formulate how those things kind of work. Yeah. People find the balance on, in the canoe and they kind yeah. of get those things going on and all the safety stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's all, it's all good. It's all set up for that. Right. So we can work with that. And anyways, so it's just that part of finding that the mastery in, in some of that and realizing the, just the gracefulness and, how it all kind of unfolds and learning something new and how to work together as a team in the backcountry, mm-hmm. you know, even on portages, all of that stuff. Yeah. That, that's the stuff that I love is just, yeah, day one, it looks very different than day three or day four, yeah. right? Or day five or depending yeah. on the length of it. Yeah. It just doesn't stay the same. Yeah. That growth, it doesn't matter how seasoned you are. No. We've had so many seasoned people out who have often we're finding them to be super thankful because they get to see new systems. Right. And for all you outdoor educators that are listening to this, I know you get what we're saying. 
right? Because it is all about systems. We all have our own ways of arriving at things. So wherever I go, I remember when Tony and I first met many moons ago, how different our systems were yet they're so effective. Mm -hmm. So then you start to combine those systems a little bit more. And you optimize. And you optimize it. And that's so cool, right? Because as much as the technical parts of that and seeing that mastery, it's really, some refer to it as that soft skills or those intellectual or emotional skills, right? That come along the journey that that are part of that growth too. Mm -hmm. So seeing all of that come together for me is so magical. And you see that out on trip, and you see it at a retreat and it's just so incredible to be a part of, but it all begins with you, the person listening to this, right? It's your responsibility to make those efforts to make it happen. You can listen to this and find enjoyment, or you can look at the TV and watch a documentary and you've always wanted to go there, but it's your responsibility to enact the things that you need right and sometimes you just need a little bit of guidance to be able to get to where you need need to go next or yeah. what, what you a little boost in confidence right right and we've got you're right we see people that reproduce some of those things you know they they go home and they widen their practice of reflection or their their practice of gratitude or they take a tangible skill that they learned you know, we've had people who were terrified to speak in front of other people. That's a big right? one. I got, I, that's a huge one for yeah. sure that, that happens often at, at retreats is, you know, sorry to cut you off on that. Yeah, Tony. I just, I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. that. It's just seeing folk just like, where tears, did you come tears from? Tears <laughs> in the eyes almost at the yeah. end going, how did, how did you have me? I, I didn't do anything except for holding space for what we're doing, you gave yourself permission to be you and feel courageous, right? And feel good about what you're doing, gaining that self-confidence and self-esteem. And just feel like you can share your mind, even just with your coworkers that some of those silent people won't even do. Yeah. And it's a game changer, right? For people, because once that awareness has kind of come that, you know, you're no longer telling yourself, I don't do public speaking, you know, to the, right. To the point where it's like, Oh, I do. And I'm not bad at it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a game changer. You know, you know, it's, you're forever changed in that way. And it's, it's remarkable to watch. So, you know, to watch people kind of take a skill that they've glimpsed of themselves in a setting like that. And then to take that out in the world and to make great things happen for themselves. We have a student out right now, right? A former student, who took some of the skills that he learned and has become quite an adventurer and is using that as a way to kind of strategically invent the future for him. Um, And he's out on a multi-day backpacking trip right now as a solo trip. And he's, you know, taking those skills to a new level and feels the confidence to go and do that by himself and not to be afraid of the silence and to be afraid of the quiet and sitting with himself. Yeah. And so those are all remarkable things and so neat to see all those trajectories that go out in the world, um, you know, as people kind of reinvent themselves. Yeah. I uh, would really like to take this opportunity to really say thank you to you and the amount of learning that I've done with you and from you and the really fun adventures that we've gone on. We're going to continue to go Mm -hmm. on. Thanks. And I'm so excited to see where the future holds We've got some really cool things in store yeah, for we where we're going and what we're doing. And uh, 
and uh, where people would like to hop into that and uh, who those people are. And that's just all a part of things that you and I don't control, but we know that they'll, they'll find their way to mm-hmm. those experiences, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so just a big thank you. And also for uh, the Thrive Enabling Potential team and uh, and to you for listening to Tony and I at times ramble about the things we love, right? <laughs> and so, so thank you very much for... Uh, listening to that and really it's just a taste of things to come because it is about finding ways in which we can thrive to optimize our potential for great things to happen and how we can lean towards our best and kind of leave the worst behind and and be resilient and you know all those really important things about how we grow and develop as people and I can't wait to have you back on again yeah, me too. Looking and forward to it. Lots of deep dives yet to come. For sure. And to also have many other guests on as well who will be able to share perhaps some of their successes mm-hmm. and their strategies and how they thrive in their own ways. And sometimes they're working from very tough places in their lives too, yeah. right? Yeah. And how those tough times and tough moments and how you rise above that, because that really is the human story, isn't it? For sure. Life is not always easy. No. It really isn't, right? But those are the defining moments where we're able to, you know, rise above our circumstances. And it's human to have moments where you feel completely overwhelmed, upset, feeling like things are unfair. Mm -hmm. And then there comes a point where, what are you going to do about that though? Yeah. And so, you know... Surround yourself with people that are going to support you and care about you. Mm -hmm. You Find the ways to take good care of yourself and rally your resources. Mm -hmm. Find your courage and, you know, do a push to get out of the place that you're in. Mm -hmm. And then continue to keep that circle of, you know, trusted people around you to help you continue to be in motion. Yeah. And to be moving ever upwards. Yeah, that's for sure. I love it. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of Thriving Perspectives. If you enjoyed this and would like more content from us, see the links in the description to visit our website and follow our social media pages. If you thought of someone in your life who might be positively impacted or inspired from this episode, please share it with them. Take care, and we look forward to connecting again with you soon. Keep on thriving.